You are listening to www.infinitesmile.org. Enjoy these Zen-inspired talks given by Michael McAllister, followed up by question and answer exchanges with groups of his students. This afternoon I was sitting, just listening to the rain as it was coming down, and it reminded me of how beautiful it can be to try and listen to the silence between the crackle of the rain as it hits the ground. Just, can you be aware of that still space? I had a similar experience once when I was in uh, Thailand. And there was this thunderous storm that came through this one particular place where we were and after the 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 violence of the storm kind of subsided there's this steady cooling rain in it was it was incredibly warm outside but i was sitting by this pond and there's this lotus flower that was in this pond and all of the petals as they caught the rain would tilt so as they got full they would tilt and offer the rain to the the petals below them and so the, it was like as if the flower was was alive it was if it was moving it was taking whatever came its way and responding appropriately So I kind of had that going this afternoon, and I had this uh, this wind bell that uh, uh, my mom gave uh, my wife and me, and that was kind of chiming. And it was just this moment of incredible gratitude that I had kind of surge up. It's like, wow, just to be here. And 15 minutes before, I was losing it because my dog was traipsing mud all through the house, you know, chasing her around, you know. And this ebb and flow of recognition is really our work. It's our practice. Recognizing, recognizing, recognizing. Trying to find that which is still and silent in between and among all the stuff that is going on that is neither still nor silent. Dainan Katagiri, who helped out with the San Francisco Zen Center, uh, later went on to form uh, and establish a wonderful Zen community in uh, uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis. I guess it was. I hope I'm getting that right. He wrote in this... Uh, in returning to silence, he writes, when we think about what real silence is, we have to look at it from two angles. The first is to see silence through human eyes, and the second is to see silence through the Buddha's eye, or universal eye. The opportunity to experience real silence occurs when we have been driven into a corner and simply cannot move an inch. 
This seems like a situation of complete despair. But this silence is quite different from despair because in the area of despair, the conscious flame of human desire is still burning. But real silence is the state of human existence that passes through this despair. In that quote there, he gives us kind of a roadmap to what awakening is. That we actually don't move. And when we don't move, what reveals itself is stillness. What reveals itself is real silence. And this real silence which comes from getting pinned, essentially. Only pins that in us which wishes to move. And that which wishes to move continually is the contracted self-sense, is ego. It has to move. It cannot remain still. And its moves typically are into the past and into the future. So. We're looking here then at the two truths of existence. We have the normal truth, and then from the Buddha eye or universal, we have the infinite truth. Put a couple of other different ways we have circumstantial truth, and we have absolute truth, or we have conventional truth and ultimate truth truth. We have ego and we have spirit. We have movement and sound. We have stillness and silence. In those two points of reference, from those two perspectives, we see totally different things. We get caught by things in the contracted conventional sense. We are liberated from things in the infinite or absolute sense. So what comes from this stillness? What comes from this perspective, this infinite perspective? Everything. Everything. Everything that moves. Everything that moves is born from stillness. Everything that makes sound comes from silence. And we give it fancy names. We call it emptiness. Uh, but the minute anybody hears emptiness, they kind of freak out and say, well, how can it be empty? You know, what's, well, what can I, how can it come from emptiness? And then the mind gets involved and starts moving. So I think that recognizing that any movement of body or mind of either ourselves or another person comes from stillness, stillness itself. 
But when we have movement of either our body or our mind that consciously realizes real silence, real stillness, any person that can realize this awakens in that moment. So the obvious question is, okay, so what gets in the way of real stillness? And the pat answer is movement. What gets in the way of real silence? Noise, chatter. And this gives us each a wonderful opportunity to look at how it is that we participate in this world when it comes to moving. And you cannot participate in the world without moving. Okay? The world is change. It is flux. It is motion. So participating in that is really, really important. Participating in that throb, in that show, from a place of awareness means that we ground our movement from stillness. That all of our chatter has an intentionality to it that comes from stillness, that comes from real silence, as Katagiri is saying. Katagiri Roshi is really clear about saying, even in despair, that in us which holds the space of ours and others' pain in the midst of that fire, that is real silence. That's real stillness. So looking at this in real practical terms, there are couple of things that we can pay very, very close attention to that can help. Um, as a way to realize real stillness. The first way that this effortless free dance of existence kind of gets squished is when our mind jumps in and usually engages in a couple of different moves. They all more or less fall into these four categories. The first one is there's a problem. Number one, up, oh, there's a problem. That's the first thing that the mind will do. That's a way of creating motion. It's a way of energizing, giving fuel to, or forcing the engines, revving them up. Up, oh, there's a problem. Awakening helps us see that it's not a problem. It's a situation. And it may be a situation that is demanding something of us. But we make it a problem. It might be a wonderful thing to somebody else 
But from our perspective, from our contracted perspective, it's a problem. That's number one. That's a great way of getting in the way of real silence or real stillness. The next one, number two, we need to change something. Something needs changing. Boom. Automatically, we rev up again. Motion happens. Sound happens. Chatter happens. Movement. 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 In fact, something may need to be changed. But what is the relationship that is arising vis-a-vis that change? Pertaining to that change, is the relationship one of, I have to change this? Or is it more open? Okay? Can we carry openness into the change? Or does the change catch us. Number three, we have to understand something. This doesn't make sense. We have to understand. This gets the cogs spinning, the flywheels flying, the gas, the pedal is to the metal. I'm going to come up with a whole slew of really stupid metaphors here, or similes, just let them go, okay? But essentially, that uh, we need to understand. If I can understand, then there can be peace. And this is a great egoic trick, because ego, once again, needs to know. We've built an entire identity, perhaps, around our ability to understand. When in fact, the only important thing is we need to let go. We need to let go of the need to understand. And then if understanding happens, great. If it doesn't happen, it's not such a big deal. It's in that surrender. The fourth way, in in some respects, all of it can fall into this one category if we use the appropriate words, and I don't know that I'm skillful enough, but the fourth way that we can get in the way of real stillness and real silence is when we need more of something. Or for that matter, less of something. I need more of something. Or I need less. It's the same move. It's the same tilt. One goes forward, one goes back. Okay? But it's the same movement. And in each one of these, there's a problem, there's a wobbling that occurs. Okay? We need to change something. Wobbling. Okay? We need to understand even more of that. We need more or less of something. And so until we actually can stabilize, until we can actually stabilize our experience so that there's no wobble, okay, we don't stand a chance of falling through the proverbial floor. 
that we stand on. Okay? Falling through that floor into infinite and total spaciousness that allows us to see everything from a position of real silence and real stillness. That allows us to awaken to total simplicity in every bit of our life. That allows us to become a continual unfolding of gratitude. That thanksgiving is essentially every breath. And this is actually an expression, this gratitude is actually an expression of real silence. It's actually an expression of real stillness. Not manufactured, but just the natural opening that occurs the minute we're quiet, the minute we study that in us which wishes to move. We look carefully at its essence, and what do we see? We see only freedom, only joy, at the essence of everything that wants us to take us away from joy, is joy. Pinning that down so it doesn't move through these practices where we sit in these funny postures, where we're doing nothing other than following our breath, and then we do that repeatedly, this may sound insane. This may bring us to despair. Okay? But it's done for a purpose. It's to let you study your despair. It's to let you study your bliss. It's to let you study you. And in that study, that process of study, we open. And we open to real silence, from real silence, to real stillness, from real stillness. Since we kind of have a small group tonight, it might be nice if everybody just offered up either a question or uh, something else in relationship to the talk. How did it strike you? Or what is it that you are, uh, that's coming up? I have a question. Yeah. You said about change mm. and... Um, moving to change from a point of stillness after having said we move to change well, usually you're jumping in on change mm -hmm. I, I, I don't get that quite help me understand one more time what was it what was it that I said that piqued the well, question you, said you were talking you know the four elements the 
the four elements and you know when you got to change each one you say you move to them from stillness or silence mm -hmm. or whatever that stillness is actually the birth of everything right but i'm having trouble with change okay <laughs> um meaning that you want to change no it was conceptualizing when you said what you said about you you move to change from stillness mm -hmm. rather than moving to change from I guess the egoic sense oh, where I see. you're yeah. involved. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting conceptually moving to change. In from other stillness. words, I see I see what you're saying. Stillness doesn't move, but stillness can recognize itself. Okay. But change is movement. Right. And so right. stillness recognizing itself is stillness. Stillness. So where are we stillness can change? It's okay, it's a great question. Stillness recognizes itself even in the midst of great movement. Okay? <laughs> movement in other words happens is born out of stillness. Stillness in this regard sees itself as the mother of all change. Therefore, it is not separate from it. Okay? Mm -hmm. So for human form, for instance, which is constantly moving, mm -hmm. to recognize this stillness means that it has to somehow get pinned, as Katagiri Roshi was talking about, go through this despair and recognize that there is still this awareness. There is still this being that takes us even in the pit of our despair, there is something still that still holds with open hands, invisible hands. Mm -hmm. And right now what we're trying to do is give words to what's wordless, mm -hmm. in essence. And forgive my clumsiness if, 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 uh, if, I'm, if I'm pushing at this from all sorts of different directions, but the core of all things is thinglessness. Okay? Think about it. The core of you and the core of me is space. I mean, there, are, there is solidity to you and there is solidity to me, but if we really go down to the subatomic level, what do we have? It's mostly space, mm -hmm. right, Carla? Mm -hmm. But that spaciousness does neither denies you nor affirms you. But when that space sees itself, it witnesses itself. Suddenly, you begin to, I'm putting it in quotes, you mm -hmm. start to consciously live from that place of quietude, that place of infinite freedom, that present moment awareness, that witness. That has a huge effect on change because it means the change is conscious as opposed to unconscious, okay? That change is coming from a place of, of openness, of freedom, okay? That's a lot of words, isn't I'll it? I'll ponder that for a while. <laughs> 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 Let's see, do I have to understand that? <laughs> yeah, right, I know, because we, <laughs> right, we fall into trap number three, don't we? Yeah. I need to understand this. Yeah. Whereas it just, it hits us. Mm -hmm. I was always amazed at how much when I would sit, no matter who it was, you know, somebody who was way down the path from me. When I was first starting out, I could not believe how they could say this stuff that went right over 
my head, but it was like I walked out of there feeling something different. It was like it hit me in ways I could never put words to, ever. I still can't. Well, I, I think I said pretty early on that I don't understand half of what you... I, I understand every <laughs> word that you say. <laughs> and while I'm sitting there listening to it, I think it makes sense. And then I go away and I go, Yeah. you know, what, what did he say? <laughs> yeah, well, if it's well, any consolation, <laughs> I have no idea what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> I have absolutely no clue. But, I, but, I, but there is the value in hanging in there. It's all... It, yeah. it, as the moments come, they then they build on each other and they become they do. clearer. They and, and, and you do catch yourself. I mean, I, something catches me. Right, <laughs> and, and it is, it, I go back to the, 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 the metaphor of the sponge. We, we essentially mm-hmm. start soaking it up until we're saturated. And at that point of saturation, it's almost like it bounces, all that continual Dharma rain bounces off of us. Mm-hmm. We reflect it. We give it back, you know. But uh, it takes sometimes a, a, a great deal of practice and time for that sponge to become I full. It. Yeah. Well, I just want to make an observation. Mm-hmm. When you talk about that space where I kind of let it happen, there's a certain things that I do, such as when I fold my laundry. Mm-hmm. It's like this meditative state of non-judgment, just, and, and I reflect on some of the things you talk about, and it's just kind of where there's stillness in that movement. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, bring we'll you all, all of our laundry. My laundry. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, um. I mean, that's just where I, one of the places I really reflect on. Yeah, it reminds me so much of uh, Jack Kornfield's great book, After the Ecstasy, The Laundry, which is, in essence, I mean, can we look at our own and others' dirty laundry and still participate from the grace and ease that is bestowed upon us and everybody else when there is awakening, you know? Um, having that type of meditative stillness as you're doing your laundry and then carrying that into cooking your meal and then carrying that into uh, the difficult conversation that you might have with uh, your, your ex or with your child or with a business associate. We, we then are able to turn our entire life into the laundry experience by bringing stillness in. But I that don't at this point feel like I do that all day or capable of doing it all day in in my normal movement in the in my business world uh, right well, to be fair, Rachmaninoff wasn't able to play like he played at the end of his or in the you know the prime of his career without a hell of a lot of practice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I keep practicing. Awesome. This is somewhat of an observation, too. I, I have noticed that things I've heard here just sort of pop into my mind as I'm just going through my daily routine and I do something differently. And it's, oh, 
that felt good. Yeah. And I sit here and I listen about emptiness is fullness and silence is noise and and I I'm not going to begin to try to figure that out. It's just that each time I come I I get something that I take with me and I'm not always aware of it. But as David said, you know, chopping vegetables has become less of I've got to get this done. I've slowed down. Yeah. And just I'm savoring things more. No frustrated trying to get through a list thinking about the next thing on the list while I'm doing the thing before so that without much thought or analyzing it's sort of like just seeping in it's almost like it's nothing but Mm -hmm. it changes your whole life Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's nice yeah (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't try to explain it (laughs) well thank you that's a wonderful wonderful offering thank you Let's see, two thank yous. (laughs) Uh, One is, uh, in general, I just want to thank you for your iPod Dharma Talks because I'll figure out another way to thank you. (laughs) 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 You'll tell me how. Um, Because when I can't get out through the tunnel, I've been listening. Um, But more specifically i uh, something you said before we went into silence was uh gratitude comes from stillness mm-hmm. i think and I, it kind of seeped in a little bit during during the silence because our thanksgiving this year was just my husband and myself and we have four children and shouldn't they all I'll yeah. be with us and you know there were a lot of shoulds and uh, maybe a little b- grasping and wishing other for otherwise and um, but when I could be in the present and still uh, silent about it there were lots of things uh, the, the gratitude came but I know I, I because of my practice, I, I had a chance to notice every time I went to wishing or, you know, just uh, wanting well, some of the, the four things that you talked about. The, sure, you know, something uh, is wrong here. Something's wrong. I would like to change it. I exactly. Like to change yeah. It, right? those, those I want are the more th- of my kids around me, or yeah. I got to understand why that. Right? Yes, all the. Right. Where, right. Why the hell aren't they here? Right. And they were there were all re- kinds of reasons. They were just conditions. They were just right. uh, it was just a situation. It wasn't right. something I had to jump in and change. So that you know, I I lost it occasionally, yeah. but but uh, but you reaffirmed some of the things I Well and uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I No, I thank thank you. you. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> there's also something quite um, beautiful I would imagine uh, being able to share a very intimate Thanksgiving with a partner like John absolutely you know, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean I know you guys have been you know married since the dark ages the, yeah the, the 45 years <laughs> again the, you bring up this really interesting point which is if we reflect on it there's no such thing as problems there are only circumstances there are no problems they're just circumstances and our relationship to those circumstances 
where it comes from. Our relationship is either an open one that's expansive or it's contracted. And every time it's contracted, it's a problem. Okay? Or evolves into a problem. That's a very hard one for ego to hear, you know? Because what do you mean there are no problems? You know, there's starvation throughout the world. Well, you're right, there is. That's an amazing situation. It's an opportunity for each of us, each of us to reflect on our gratitude and then respond appropriately, you know? I'm, I'm just letting it all sink in. I don't really have anything else to add. Hey, man, that works. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming tonight. Appreciate it.